When Ashley Patron and her husband decided to up and move their family of five to an RV, you better believe there were some raised eyebrows. That was bold. But what came from it was something they wouldn't trade for the world. The word bold is defined as a person showing an ability to take risks. By definition, it's stepping out, saying you believe in this enough to take action, and it's accepting the idea that being the only one would be worth it. So how do you know when a bold choice is the right choice? And how do you find the confidence to do something a little crazy without shutting others out? This is the Non-Exclusive Podcast. Stories that remind you you're not the only one. Hosted by Rebe and Candice. If you want to be confident in your relationships and thrive in whatever season you're in right now, you need our free seven-day journaling guide. You can get it on our Instagram at non-exclusive podcast. Just click the link in the bio, or you can just click the link in the show notes to get yours today. So little known fact, Ashley and I actually went to high school together. So I followed her on Instagram because, you know, that's what you do with people you went to high school with. And she gave excellent interior design advice. And I'm all about that interior design stuff. Now Ashley has 173,000 followers on Instagram. You want to know how she did that? She moved her family of five into a tiny RV and redecorated this RV to be the cutest RV you have ever seen in your entire life. I don't know how she did it. Somehow it looked like a magazine, every Instagram post, and there was five people living in it, which is crazy, but it was so cute. You can go check out all her adorable posts on Instagram at arrows and bows. So we got the chance to sit down and talk to Ashley about what it took to make those bold choices. like this change and transition in our family's life really came a few years back, uh, two and a half years ago, when I, you know, had that itch and that feeling inside me that I just needed to do something more beyond being a homeschool mom, you know, just at home with my kids every day. And I hate saying that, you know, just a mom saying, but there, there is that feeling when you, you just want a little bit more. You have more inside of you, and being just a mom is an amazing job. But for certain people, and I think most moms, there's more to you than just being a mom. And so just trying to figure out what that was. And it was something I always was praying about, and my mom was doing a whole bunch of different stuff, and I tried all these different things that she was doing, and I tried to look at what other people were doing and try those, and it just didn't feel right. So, um, yeah, I knew what I loved and I loved doing design and I loved, you know, I was always rearranging my room and moving things around and I loved garage selling and finding those cool deals. And so I just thought, what if I just made a page? I didn't even really know what Instagram was. Like I had just been on it on a personal page for a little while before then, but I thought I'm just going to make a page and just share what I like and what I find and, you know, what I'm doing to the house. So I was encouraged by a woman that we know. She's like a family friend. And I was thinking about doing this and I was kind of nervous because, again, I didn't know anybody that was doing this. I Back then, I didn't follow any big bloggers. I didn't really know what that even looked like. So I just was telling her my fears about it. And she just reassured me and she was just like, Ashley, if you do this, you just need to do it. You need to get out of the way and just do it because if you are yourself and you are real, then people will like that because there's only one you. 
And that just like stuck with me and it's always stuck with me. So I, the next day started my page and um, just started sharing, you know, all the things that were me and what I loved. And, and through that, um, it was scary because nobody else was really doing it that I knew. So it was like, I didn't really have anybody to talk to about it. And I know that, that people around me thought it was weird. <laughs> people <laughs> thought it was weird because it's different, you know, because why do you feel like you have something to say? You know, that, mm, that was kind yeah. of the general, why do you feel like you have the power to do that? And I think in all honesty, like, that's what I just have noticed over the years that I think that people sometimes have a hard time dealing with something that's new, whether it's with you or somebody else or, um, and then adjusting to, um, you take it back and look at yourself, you know, more like, why, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I do something? Why can't I do something? Which we all can. And that's why I'm always saying that to people like, I'm not special. Like I just did it. I just said, yes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just started and I just started sharing. And at first it was just, you know, purely design and, and that was it. I didn't even show my face or anything like that. And, um, after a while I realized I kept pushing the kids like out of the way. I was like, no, you can't sit there, move out of the way. Like I need to take a picture right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, this is not fun. And I don't want to be like that. I don't want to have a house like that because it's just, it's again, not real. And so I started having, you know, if the kids were sitting on a bench, I snapped them. I snapped a picture of it. Not snapped them. I snapped a picture. <laughs> and, and I started incorporating the kids a little bit more, and I started incorporating Dino and I. And the more that I brought us into the picture and started sharing our faces and our story and our family, that's when it really started evolving and really started showing me, you know, what my passions were. And a few months in, I, it was our 10-year anniversary and I decided, I, I didn't even just decide. I honestly felt like led to write a blog. Um, I've never been great at, in English or writing. Like, it's not, my, it's not my thing. But for some reason, it's just something that I feel like God's kind of put on me to, to do. So I wrote this blog on being married for 10 years, and the response was so awesome. And not even just the response, but I just loved writing. So, and then that shifted again, how our page looks. So I think in every step, you know, in the, those first six months leading up to us making a transition into the RV, it was just showing like how cool it is it, for us, if we're obedient and just following in God's will, like what that did for us. And so I saw myself changing. I saw myself growing. I saw myself stretching so much. And um, I did lose, you know, some friends. I think people just had a hard time. And, and a couple of people did say to me, you know, You're, you've changed. And I did. I really did change. And I was so glad that I changed because I used to, I had a hard time. Like, I always felt like I needed uh, other people's approval or just that lack of confidence was, was definitely there. So by me taking a a stand and being doing what I felt like I was led to do every time I said yes or said no or felt like I had some control it just gave me more and more confidence to know like hey I'm doing I'm doing what's right for us I'm doing what what God wants is calling me to do so when you did start to see these differences in your friends and maybe even step away from certain friendships how did you stay confident in your decisions 
And I think you kind of started to say this when you were like, this is what God wanted for your family. So yeah. could you tell us more about that part of the story too? And in like kind of what was going on inside? Yeah. I mean, I feel like deep down, you know, you know, you know, those things, you know, if you're like, especially if you're seeking after, you know, for God's wisdom and stuff like that. But, you know, I really went to people that were solid, that had no um, biases. And, you know, like, you know, like he's, he's such a sound man and he will straight up tell me you are definitely wrong, you know? <laughs> and so, which I love that about him. And that's really how I choose, not choose my friends, but I prefer my friends to be too. I don't need my friends just to agree with me all the time. I want them to tell me, girl, you're in the wrong right now, you know? Right. And so um, I, I think, you know, just praying about it constantly and kind of diving in deeper into the word and then talking to people that I respect and have wisdom and, and hearing what they had to say, it gave me more confidence knowing that I am doing what's right. And it may not look like the ministry that you think it should be, or it may not look like, you know, what you are doing in your life, but that doesn't mean that it's not right. And so I think people put social media on a, in a weird spot. And there's definitely a lot of negative things to social media, but it's also a spot for people to be a light. There's billions of people on Instagram and if you shut that out and no Christian went on Instagram, like it would be a really dark place. So I I'm thankful that I have the opportunity to be on there and that he's equipped me to be on there and, and have that confidence. Yeah. I love that. I first, I love that you just called it a ministry because that is, that is so cool. Cause I would not have like, that wouldn't have been the first word that I used to describe what you do. But mm -hmm. now that I think about it, that's exactly what you do because you speak so much truth, so much life. Um, you know, you're really honest and open and vulnerable and like, that's like straight up ministry. And that is such a cool way to look at it. And, and such a unique way that like God's using you. I just really love it. I do too. And honestly, like I said, it wasn't what I had started out to do. And that's why it's been so cool to just like every day, my prayers, like, what do you want me to do with this space? What do you want me to say? What do you not want me to say? You know, because just being open to it, like I have not grown my account on my own. That is, I just feel like it's totally been the Lord. So I am here for as long as he wants me. And when you, I'm done here, then I'm done. But I love that um, when you're open-minded that you can see there, this, this can be a ministry here. You can be a ministry if you work at Target. Like, it doesn't matter. God can use you wherever. A hundred percent. I just love it. So the first step, finding confidence in what she had to say. Next up, her family made the huge decision to buy a piece of land in Southern California. And since building a house from the ground up takes a lot of time and they didn't want to pay two mortgages, they bought and renovated an RV so they could live on their land while their house was being built. Could you tell us a little bit more about um, moving into the RV? Because I know that that was a huge, huge transition and something that, you know, Candace and I think is cool because we loved following it on Instagram. But like, I'm sure a lot of people were like, what? <laughs> mm -hmm. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah, it was, again, one of those things we had already, you know, kind of started in that open-mindedness. I had um, always been, you know, showing Dino different places and projects that I would want to buy, and everything was always like, no, 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 no. He was never into anything. But um, I found this land, and it was just, it was like an instant, yes, we both just felt right about it. It was the right thing to do. 
But obviously it meant that we had to sell our house to buy it and buy the land and not really have a place to live. So first thought was apartments, you know, renting a guest house. I scoured Craigslist like no other, and I wrote everybody. But nobody wants to let five, a, fi- a family of five live in their one-bedroom guest house. Um, so it was a little hard to find a spot. But also apartments were so expensive, um, and we were moving from five bedrooms down to one. So I don't even know. Somebody actually on Instagram had mentioned something about, like, doing an RV. And I thought, wait, what if we did this on the land? It would be so crazy, but it'd be really fun to renovate. I could share the whole process. And so it was like a cool shift for our family, but also like it was kind of a strategic point for me as well. I thought this could be really cool. Nobody has really done it this way, like to the extent that I wanted to take it to. And I had just started my Instagram, you know, seven months ago, like this could be cool. And Dino was down to do it. So we we found a 2003 um, old, you know, RV or it was a trailer really and we bought it and renovated it within three weeks and moved into it (laughs) and it was incredible it was difficult and life-changing and really incredible and I would not change a single thing about it it completely changed Dino and I and the way that we live our life as a family and it was so cute too. Like you did a killer job <laughs> renovating Amazing. that thing. And no, that's fast. Thanks. I don't know if I realized it was three weeks that you did that. Yeah, yeah. We just were like nonstop working on it. And you know, I do a lot of projects with my mom and and stuff like that. So during the day, my mom and I would do stuff, and then Dino came home and he would work at nights and on the weekend, and we just cranked it out. It's amazing. I I didn't realize. I think I must have started like following you like pretty close to when you started your Instagram because I felt like I saw a lot of your your house that you had and then remember you like starting to like bring up the RV and like talk about it and like selling all your possessions and all of these things and I was like oh my gosh that is so challenging I don't know if I could do that even though I sort of did it when I moved across the country but it was different you know like it's just me (laughs) so if if it was like a whole family I would be like oh my gosh I would feel a little overwhelmed so I just remember just being so like amazed yeah I you know I've never really been a sentimental person and I've never like I've always loved to shop like I grew up with a mom that loves to shop but I don't ever really hold like a um an attachment to things so even though I could buy I'm super fine with just like if it burned away I'd be like yeah that's fine whatever you know I just don't (laughs) care (laughs) I mean I don't want that to happen but I just have never I've always been like that so for me it was so fun I like seriously got a high off of it like getting rid of everything was like yes like and the money that I got to make and what I did is I sold everything in the house and I put all that money into a savings account so that when we got to this house or whatever house we were going to end up in one day that I had some money to really buy with intention and buy what I loved and and have it set aside so yeah I loved getting rid of everything what would you say to someone who's considering making a bold choice, kind of like, you know, jumping out there and starting an Instagram or jumping out there and like making a big move or a drastic life change, but they're afraid, you know, or they're struggling with that questioning or that fear. What would you say to that person? I would say, you know, you really have to 
kind of listen to yourself and shut everybody else out. Not everybody else, but I feel like there can be a lot of naysayers. So you have to be smart about who you are talking to and who you are confiding in and who you are asking for advice. Because I feel like the majority of people will say, no, don't do that. That's too, that's too risky, you know, kind of tune those people out. And, and for me personally, like I pray for that wisdom to know, like, is this the right thing? Should I be doing this? And I don't always get an answer. It's not like I know exactly what, you know, the outcome of every situation. But um, there is just so much reward in taking risks. And if you don't take that risk, you will never, ever know. And if we wouldn't have moved into the trailer, like I said, it was, there were some really hard days. Um, It was so emotional um, at times just being with a family of five and 180 square feet. Um, when it was raining or we all got sick last January, I mean, it was horrible. And I thought, like, I couldn't see any farther than the day that was like that I was in. And it was like, well, this is us now. We're just sick living in an RV. Our land is costing way more money to renovate. We're like losing all of our money. Like, is this the end? You know, on the other side of it, I am so so thankful for those horrible days and every and the stretching and the growing. So. If you're thinking about taking a risk, if you are, you know, feeling fearful about something, just try to push those fears aside and and push past it and say yes to it because that failure is growth. Even if it fails, there is so much growth there that you cannot get from anything else. And that is so valuable so that when you go into the next adventure or the next risk, you are so much stronger and so much wiser going in. So God gave the Patron family this vision and the courage to be bold. But what happens when the vision changes? Fast forward to now, they recently bought a house in Northern California, which is pretty far away from the original location of their land. They renovated this house, started an Airbnb, and shared it all on Instagram. Was it a struggle to take like the word that you know you felt God said before? Um, and change it to what he's saying now and not feel like a sense of loss or regret or whatever it may be like those feelings because that was a really quick move too i think we've just seen the value in like listening to those moments of like what god wants for us and so we still haven't sold our land it's still for sale we still pay for it and it's kind of like not killing us but it's a burden right now yeah. But it's been something that Dino and I talk about all the time. And this is the first time in a long time that we are just like, it's not a big deal. It's totally fine. We were supposed to move to that land. We were supposed to live in that RV. And we were supposed to have our, like our family was changed. So our perspective on life, on things, on the way we live, our marriage, like everything was radically changed. And I I don't care if we, you know, have to pay for that land for the rest of our life. And, it, you know, I know that it was the right move. The same thing with this. That's just our, like, stand on life now. Like, at any moment, we want to be prepared and ready for whatever God has for us. If he's like, all right, you're done with this house, go on and, and do something else. Okay. I never want to have my my hands so, like, gripped on something that I can't let it go. Wow, that's awesome. That's, like, such a thing to take in like all aspects of life, because I think so many of us hold so much, like so dearly, and especially those things that we feel like God told us, you know, or, yeah. or we feel like he called us to, we hold so tight, like 
and don't allow him to even move within that because that was what we want to hold on to, you know? So I, I just, I really love that. So in all of this process, it's not just you and Dino, you have three kids. What did they think of all of this? Like, how did they (laughs) deal with all the changes and all the fast, you know, moves and all of that? Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's just, it's just our family. Like they just go right along with it. I think, you know, Oh man, they just, they look up to Dino and I for sure. I mean, my boys for sure to Dino, they just, they just are in awe of him and everything that he does. And so they, I don't think that in their eyes, thankfully we could do any wrong or we've done any wrong. I think they're just living the life that, that they have been given. What we've made it a point when we were in the RV is, you know, because we're living with less and we don't want to buy a whole bunch, let's change our perspective or our, the way that we experience life into experiences. So the first year of, well, the whole time when we lived in the RV, we traveled so much and did so many things with the kids. Like, how could you not love that? Having quality time with your family and like doing these fun adventures that we wouldn't have been able to afford to have done before. So now in the house too, I mean, it's always kind of been a thing of mine to do experiences. I grew up with my mom and dad always, you know, setting aside time to go out and do something for one another or with our family, whether that meant like, you know, putting a couple bucks in an envelope to make it happen, they just made it happen. So that's been the same kind of mentality that we have. Like we shifted the way we give presents and the way we gift into experiences. So I think our kids feel loved by, you know, the, the time that we give them. I uh, always notice these things because I was homeschooled growing up and I really loved yeah. it. I'm 26 now. Um, but I know that even homeschooling like right now your boys are in school and you're homeschooling your girl like and I've admired how you've talked about like on your Instagram how you do what works for your family um Mm -hmm. and even those are kind of like could be considered bold choices in certain groups you know what I mean Um, could you speak to that and even just like how you guys have made those decisions with your family totally well I so I was homeschooled for four years uh fourth to eighth grade and so it's kind of always been something that I've wanted to do with the kids, but I, again, never really felt like I was equipped to do it, but I decided to go for it with the boys. I started when Gabe was four and it was another one of those things that nobody else that I knew was doing. So I was kind of like the weirdo, like the odd man out in, in groups and friendships, but it was again, something that we just felt as a family we wanted to do. And we did it for a few years, and um, then I was really struggling with Gabe when he was in his second grade. And again, another point that now I had been in this homeschool community, and then I felt like, uh uh-oh, if I stop, now I kind of look like a failure Mm -hmm. because I'm giving up, you know? And so that was something, a big growing period for me, too, to know and to feel confident in, no, this is not working for our family anymore. I'm not going to force this. This is just not the right environment and we need to make a change. So uh, the boys ended up going to private and um, they did that for one year. And then we moved up here, up, up north. We picked a school pretty quickly when we moved here and we just kind of went based off of what we felt was similar to what we had back home. But a couple months in, we just realized that, again, it was just was not a good fit for our boys. And we were ending up doing so much work on the side. I was thinking, man, should I homeschool them again? 
Um, but that didn't seem right. So we switched them to public school. And I have always said I will never send my kids to public school. And I've always said I will never homeschool again. And the funny thing is, is that I'm homeschooling and my boys are in public school this year. So (laughs) (laughs) never say never. And again, just like being open to that tug, to that, like that voice inside of you that's saying, this is what I want you to do. And I have your back. And I have to tell you, the boys have been in public school for two weeks now, and I have felt more peace with that than I did at the last school or any other spot. So I know, again, that this is the right move until it's not. So, yeah. Yeah. Well said. I love it. I just think this is your life is such a perfect example of just like holding things that like God gives you with like, you know, you're you're like keeping them safe but not holding so tight that like there's no flexibility or there's no room for god or you know anyone to move you know so that's really beautiful yes somebody said something to me the other day if i can remember it but she's like i want to make what she say my choices each day with god at the center of them not making choices and then trying to fit god in and i was like yes that is like my motto for life like what i want to do every day Ashley felt like the only one a lot, but God showed up in the middle of that feeling. Her life isn't perfect, but without fail, every time she seeks God's wisdom and makes the choice he wants her family to make, he does something really cool. Not only is Ashley better off, but her whole family is stronger because of this. So how do you make bold choices? One, get advice and ask for prayer from a few trusted voices. Two, block out the naysayers and the people who aren't rooting for you in the long run. Three, and most importantly, pray. Seek God's wisdom. He will give wisdom to all who ask. Then watch what happens. It's often the bold and different choices that make the biggest impact on your life. If you're being rash or selfish, it's true. Things could change for the worse. But when you're choosing based on what God is telling you, and what is best for you in your situation, very cool things can happen. Pay attention to what God thinks of you. Don't let the world around you tell you what to do or not do. That comparison won't get you very far. Look to God first and choose to live boldly for Him. That's what we're striving for. Will you join us? Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews 4.16